This podcast is being powered by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Today we'll be talking about men's mental health and how it needs to be taken as seriously as women. I brought on the founder of the nonprofit Above the Stigma where he talks about his dark experience of being raped by multiple women and the reasoning on why he started Above the Stigma. Trigger warning, we do talk about rape and suicide, so this is something that may trigger you. I don't recommend listening on, but if not, enjoy. Hey y'all, welcome back to Mentally a Badass. My name is Justine. My friend Joey Garza today, he is the founder of Above the Stigma, which is a nonprofit for mental health. And I'm for him to be here and be on my show. So first off, Joey, thank you so much for taking your time to be on my episode today. Thank you for bringing me on today, Justine. <laughs> of course. So let's start talking about your story, and then we'll start talking about Above This Thing, which is your nonprofit. I found you on Instagram. Um, I first found your nonprofit, but I did see that you did talk about a story where you did get raped by multiple girls, and I do want to bring that onto my podcast because it's huge. the stigma is really huge when it comes to men's mental health. I feel that, and also rape as well. I feel that uh, when people talk about rape, they mostly talk about how women, but they don't really, there's not really much talk about men, which is totally happen out there. And I just feel like they want to talk about that because I feel like that just has enough conversation about it. Um, so yeah, so whenever you're ready, if you just want to like dive into that story. Uh, yeah, so um, first, I mean, <sighs> okay, yeah, so what, originally when I was younger, I was actually sexually abused by my uncle when I was seven, and, you know, that kind of brought up a lot of troubles going through my life of, you know, self-image, depression, and not really liking the human experience, and it brought on a lot of anxiety and just growing up with this secret, you know, it, you learn to just hide things because anytime, Mm -hmm. especially as a man, anytime you open up about anything, it backfires. Usually, you know, you get called names, you get made fun of, you know, you get broken up or you break up with your girlfriend or whoever. And next thing you know, you're getting called, different things and it's just is the stigma that men cannot talk about certain things you are not allowed certain feelings and if you do you just bury them deep and to the military being in the military had a lot of perks that were supposed to make me feel like a man you know you get this uniform 
you get to do cool things you see these gi joe movies and all these like how they sell you on it you're gonna go save the world and you know this is what men do and when i got in you know i had a very i had a very different experience from what i've been made to believe because i didn't enjoy my job i didn't enjoy what i was doing i didn't it didn't help me for and so i actually went deep depression you know hiding hiding was a hard enough task but then you throw in a sexual assault and life just got really really dark really fast and so i had met this woman um just at the bar one day um sleep we i was on my way out and i just wanted to kind of um get to know her a little bit more so yeah i had met this woman at the bar i was on my way out and i just kind of briefly i wanted to talk to her and so i just walked up introduced myself try to be as least creepy as possible but just like <laughs> hey like I am leaving, though. Uh, I do want to talk to you. I ended up getting her number, really friendly, and we were talking the whole week, and things were great. And I was like, hey, like, I, I, I am liking the way this is going and stuff like that. And I was like, we should we should meet up soon. Like, we should hang out, definitely. And I believe it was either the Thursday or Friday, she shoots me a message, and she's like, hey, it's me and four of my friends just at my dorms. Um, I'd love for you to uh, come hang out with us. It's her, four different women. And I'm just like, oh, you know, me being 18, 19 years old, my mind just went everywhere it wanted to go. And I was just like, okay, seems like a great time. Let's go. And so I get there and things are great. You know, music's on and we're all having a good time. And, you know, I... I've, there were like awkward moments. Didn't I think it was just like me internalizing anxiety? But you know, then they were like, "Hey, do you want a drink?" And I'm like, "Yeah." I mean, of course, I'd love to drink. And so, you know, everyone kind of like laughed about it a little bit. And I was like, "Okay, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's funny." And uh, she comes back with a drink, and we're all just kind of like hanging out, small talk. And I get about halfway through the drink, and I start realizing that you know I don't feel good um I don't I don't know what was happening but I felt like my vision was getting very blurry and and then my head started spinning now I'm trying to keep up with conversations and just like okay whatever's going on like it's just me um so like let come on get it together but I was realizing that I'm like finding it very, very in you, any conversation. So I like try to stand up and it was just like this big wave of darkness that just came over me. And I was just trying to find the bathroom and that's when I hit the ground.
and I never made it to the bathroom. And from that night, have glimpses that are things you've only seen in movies. And I don't know how somebody, yet a group of people, something that was going to be okay. Yeah, just like just like I here. never. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I never. I never wanted anyone to feel what I felt because after after I came to, they actually put me underneath my car. They didn't put me in my car. What? They didn't leave me in the dorms. They put you they under your car? put me underneath. Yeah. They ha- put all my belongings, everything under my car. So if anyone was to walk past me in the uh, parking lot, no one would see me. Oh, my God. I didn't know that part. That is. Wow. That, like, th- that's a that's crazy crazy like what how people think that's okay like that's like only happens in like the movie only happens in the movies but you know what i mean i didn't know that part so when they drugged you did what they did after that they just left you underneath your car like that must have been extremely terrifying to wake up and you just see the underneath of your car that's insane i'm so sorry um... I mean, I feel like uh, I feel like everyone present there should be sorry, and I don't think it's anything that I, it's hard because I wish that I had more of an explanation besides that there are just crappy people out there in the world and had zero regards for me as a human being because I've only known this woman I only knew woman that assaulted me for less than a week do you um have like any memories of what of before you're underneath the car where you just completely like blacked out as I was and you know PTSD comes in several ways and it has several triggers, but her laugh as I was falling to the ground was what wakes me up at night. Oh my God. What kept me in this place of, I would rather take my life than keep pretending like I'm okay and I do remember a few images and a few actions and it's just not okay yeah it's not oh my goodness like I'm very empathetic so I'm like I'm like feeling it through the phone and 
I'm like so sorry that you still wait. Like, did she get away with everything? Like, did you ever? Like, I mean, I think at the time you said that you didn't talk about it, right? You just kind of just kept it to your. Yeah, the um, you know, I had moments. It's like, you know, I should do something about this. Mm-hmm. But then, the reality of of it is, is. Who, I, know, I feel like if you hear so many mm-hmm. cases. You hear so many cases of women out there that try to bring their assaulters out there and there's not enough evidence. There's not, oh, there's no witnesses to say that they did this. I wasn't... I wasn't... Yeah. It is. It is. And I, I felt like I needed all the evidence I could get. And the only evidence I had was that I couldn't sleep anymore. A woman gets her karma, honestly. Like, I truly hope she does that. And then the other people, too, as well. I'm like, I don't know if you can tell, I'm a very passionate person. You're, like, very calm compared to me. I'm very, like, I get, like, angry with these things. Like, I just, like, really just, like, want justice for you. And it just blows my mind how people can just treat another human being and then the, the fact that it was like not one before, then it's just like a group of them just taking advantage of you when you're like 18 or 19. Were they like, were they older than you? Like, no. Oh, no, they're on the same age. Okay. I didn't know if it was like an older person yeah. just taking advantage of someone young. But and it's crazy because like you're such a really nice guy. And it's usually always like the really kind and nice ones that get taken advantage of. And it's because. People just really just love power. And when they drugged you, they felt that power over you. And I, like, that's what gave them so sad. It's truly, truly so sad. Like, that's just the human thing of people wanting power. And I'm, like, so angry at that woman. I don't even know her, but that just blows my mind. Another thing, too, just bringing your story onto my podcast. Like, I want people... To know that men go through things like this. And I know a lot of guys who say to me that they don't talk about their feelings because people always say, like, oh, man, uh, like words. Uh-huh. And, and a lot of, I mean, there's still like a couple of men in my life who still don't believe that mental health is like, like they're kind of actually real which is like because they have an old mindset mm-hmm. but it's it's just blows my mind how it's just because society like who like who who thought this was a a good idea that mental health isn't real and just to man up whenever you feel sad like i don't know who thought of that but that person's a jerk but um but yeah i do appreciate you know having that courage to talk about it because i do know that story is definitely something like I really do appreciate that but but moving forward and transitioning going from what happened to you and how you 
used your experience into doing, you know, doing good for society. I want to talk about your, you know, your nonprofit above the stigma, which is how I found you. I want to like know pretty much like when you started it, like why you started it. Like I just kind of want to like pick your brain on that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, that happened. I was sexually assaulted by in 2012. And then in 2012 and then in 2014, tried to commit suicide uh, twice. And so um, there was a lot of in-between time from the nonprofit to who Joey was. And, you know, that's that's a full eight, eight years of pretending that I was okay. I was severely bipolar, severely depressed, dealing with anxiety, suffering with PTSD. It was ruining relationships. It was ruining friendships. But I just would smile all day because I was a personal trainer. And it was really good. And I was really good with connecting with people. And that's kind of what made it really hard to face my mental health because if I was not smiling, somebody would question. And I I wasn't ready to give any answers. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, 2019 was actually a very, very hard year. And I thought that that was going to be like one of my hardest years because I was love with somebody that I had been in a long-term relationship with and I had no answers other than I I'm suffering right now and I don't know what to do and then I uh, jumped into another relationship because I'm extremely afraid to be alone um, because when I'm alone that's when the voices get louder And so that relationship was not conducive to my mental health. And, you know, then I'm sitting there on Christmas 2019. I'm just, it has to be my year. Or I don't think I can do this anymore. And uh, then a pandemic happened. And... uh, (laughs) It got really, really, really hard again. And I'm just like faced with this constant struggle. And I'm just like, man, I don't know what I did to deserve this. And I put an entire pandemic on my shoulders. I did this. Like, I deserve this. And this is my fault. And it made no sense why I couldn't be happy. And so I was falling down a very dark rabbit hole again. And I knew I needed to talk to somebody. I couldn't trust. I couldn't trust my friends. I didn't want to open up to my family. Um, So I went to the VA office. And, uh, you know, those that suffer with really bad anxiety, depression, and just really struggling with their mental health may understand this. But when I'm struggling, I go to something extremely early. Because it takes me a long time to get out of my car. 
And so I sat there for about three or four hours, just crying, figuring out what I'm going to say. Like, I need help. But how do I say that? How do I say it? Because the last time I asked for help, I was hospitalized. And that was in 2014 after my second suicide attempt. And so I wipe the tears off my face, take a deep breath, and I'm just like, man up, Joey. Just stop, stop being whatever I'm being right now. And saying all those toxic things that men say to other men, I'm just like, just do it. Just be who you need to be right now. And I walk up to the doors and I get to the front desk and uh, nice, nicest woman I've ever met goes, how can I help you? And I just broke down. I was like, oh, shit. How can you help me? How come I didn't think about that? This woman jumped over the desk and gave me the biggest hug I ever needed. That's really what I want to do right now. This woman... Yeah. This... um, This woman wasn't a doctor. She wasn't a mental health professional. She was just a lady that cared. After that hug, I sat my therapist down and I told him everything. I had hid most of my story from my therapist, from the abuse to the assault, to the suicide attempts, to just feeling worthless. And I don't know. I was like, I don't know what you need to do. I don't know what this is. But that hug changed something in me. And I just didn't know what it was. I didn't know what I needed to do. And so I went home and, you know, I would love to say that Above the Stigma started that day, but it didn't. About a month and a half, two months later, still just wondering, just kind of lost in this quarantine. I fall into a depressive phase again. Now, I suffer with bipolar type 1. And my manic and depressive phases get extremely, extremely high and extremely low. So I started falling down again. And I've been crying in my bathtub all day. And I had no answers for myself. 
why can't I be happy? But then I remembered that hug. I remembered that it doesn't take a professional to care. It doesn't take someone special to care. It just takes another human being. So I did the normal thing and I started a nonprofit without any information on what the hell I was doing. To me, it just made sense. It just made sense and I just, I had owned this nonprofit that was originally for men's mental health because that's all I could speak to. I had no board. I had no direction. I just knew that there's no way that I'm the only one out there that's struggling. So I just started reaching out to people. I started just sharing my story. I shared a series of videos. And those videos helped a lot of people find their voice. Because I wasn't pretending to be something that I wasn't. I wasn't pretending like I had all the answers. I was just somebody that cared about other people. And that's that is that is a truly, truly amazing story. I mean, I was like listening and just it's just such a powerful, powerful, powerful story behind above the stigma that I definitely learned today. And I am, like I said, again, just so blessed and grateful that you're taking your time to come on my podcast to tell that story. And you're doing amazing things. I mean, you're reaching people. I found you. I don't remember how I found you, honestly. It was probably maybe a mental health hashtag. Yeah. Um, but I, mm-hmm. I, I, um, yeah, it was probably like yep. a mental health, yep. um, mental health hashtag. And I have been like, you know, just like looking and then noticing that you are growing and it's great. I mean, I first of all think the, the name of it is amazing. The above the state. Mm-hmm. And then just the community that you mm-hmm. built. Like, I just want to let you know too, that because of you, I have made some friendships through above the stigma. And some really awesome friendships. So just also a pat on the back for that. Like, you're doing so many great things. And I'm just happy that those suicide attempts had failed. Because I truly believe that peop- everybody who is on be on it for a reason. And there's a reason that your suicide attempts have failed. And there's a reason that you're still here. Because look at you now. Like, you are making such a big big impact you're you're helping so many people and there's probably a lot of people that you're helping that you don't even know that you're helping that they're just watching that's another thing too so like honestly i'm just so happy you're here like i I really truly am because like i said everything happens for a reason 
your your nonprofit has opened up so many doors for 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 so many people and I do know it is going, you know, to get bigger and such. So, like I said, you are amazing for that. And of course, according with my um my title of my podcast mentally a badass, you are a freaking badass for just everything you went through like just hearing your story so freaking strong, man. I I don't even like know if if I experienced what you did. I I, I mean not not what you did. What happened to you? My apologies. What happened to you? Um and you have so much courage for getting yourself into your car and then going and and I've never done that. I I have I've asked for help with like, you know, with my parents and then I went to their such like that, but I've never really had the courage. I've had multiple times, which I know if my mom's listening to this, she's gonna probably contact me later because she's gonna probably be concerned. But um there's been multiple uh-huh. times that like I would get really down that I like should I check myself into a mental hospital? But then uh-huh. for me, I'm diagnosed with bipolar as well. So I completely uh-huh. understand how it feels to go completely down and just and just like feeling like your life is ending. And then I have I, I get more depression than man than mania. And with my yeah. bipolar depression, like I struggle to go to work. Like I have FMLA that protects me to not get fired from my job from for my mental health. Like it's rough. It's really yeah. hard. Like living with that that mental that mental illness. So I completely understand on that part on that part of it with living with bipolar. It's such a horrible, horrible um, mental illness and one of the most dangerous as well. So like honestly living with it it's just like badass like i wake up i don't even know what mood i'm gonna be in and i just have to like flow with it you know what i mean <laughs> um yeah yeah so completely you know re- well i don't 100 com- percent relate because i didn't experience what you experienced but i think you know what i mean mm-hmm. but like i said yeah. you're truly amazing so now i want to know next it's like for people who are listening right now, because I do want my listeners to, you know, look up above the stigma, you know, follow you on Instagram, support you. So I want uh-huh. to, I want to know, like, what exactly is above stigma have to, 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 you know, to offer to, you know, the community, like what exactly, like what's the future, um, and et cetera. Yeah, of course. Um, above the stigma has endless possibilities and I think that's the beauty especially the name you know mental health is such a broad spectrum but it's about where did we where should we start first and realistically I'd love to start working on the beginning getting involved with kids because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of post-care there's a lot of there's a lot of hey like therapy everything that happens after now, what if we were able to the way that kids viewed mental health and normalized the conversation from day one? A hundred percent. So above the stigma is working to a mental health curriculum for students K through 12. And that is going to take some time because we're wanting, we're wanting it to be perfect. We're wanting it mm-hmm. to the future needs 
and you know finding the funds and we just brought on um like three new grant writers or four new grant writers and they're going to be helping us write some grants and hopefully get some for actually getting mental health professionals to not only assist with developing it because it's not just people like you and I that just want to say oh kids should talk about mental health it's like no we need to that's where a professional steps in where it's like okay let's do this right and so Mm -hmm. we want to make sure that mental health professionals are helping with that but we also want to help with offering mental health professionals to the schools that do take on our curriculum so we want to hire on a mental health professional that can be present at the school for six weeks to assist with any mental health um, things that come up for teachers because the last thing we want to do is make it harder for the students or the teachers when all we're doing is just wanting to help. Yeah. So we're going to be for them. And so in the process of, um, we did partner with BetterHelp and we have partnered with um, the crisis text line. Um, we're going to be announcing that this this month. So a little spoiler with that. But um, we also are going to be, we're in the process of trying to offer free therapy to our community. So that's not easy. And it's not something that can be done overnight. And, you know, that's where, you know, above the stigma, we do offer, you know, workshops, open discussions, um, pretty much everything that we can do virtually but if we're enabling people to find their voice and they're not able to afford the next step I take that on personally and I take that as that's my next task there shouldn't be a reason why if you want help you shouldn't be able to get help so yeah that's kind of what we have in the beginning or in the soon to be future. Uh, but we're just getting started. This I love is that. just the beginning. That is fantastic. I've been wanting like literally like before I knew you, I've been wanting like, like mental health classes for and such, because it truly does start in the beginning. Like, unfortunately that all of this like all of the oh my gosh I can't even get my words together um but a lot of like mm-hmm. people like our age or older have like deal with, like very like severe mental health problems and don't know how to like cope with we were never taught this in school like they have you know they have yep. you know physical health and you know health classes sex ed like that like, I remember when I was in high school, I remember I had health class my freshman year, and then I had driver's ed, and then I had sex ed, and then senior year was nothing. Literally nothing, which it could have, yeah. like, yeah. So, you know, did you know that Selena Gomez is trying to get mental health, um, mandatory mental health classes in schools? Did you hear about that? I have not. Yeah, I, have not. I think that's. Yeah, she just started like having a petition and she's like trying to to get that going because it's so true. Like I think like we have like psych 
but they need like a mandatory mental health class you know like we need to learn how to take care of our mental health like we learn how to take care of our physical health we just like ignore the mind so when 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 kids are taught something and be later in their adulthood say oh mental health is not real and that's where the issue is so i just think like with the world evolving and everything like there needs to be change in this like in school curriculum and such so i truly think that's amazing what you're doing oh my goodness i when you said that you should have saw me like i was like so this is what i want this is what i want to push for and it's just truly like truly truly amazing and oh my gosh thank you so much for that but that sounds amazing really and i just feel like i just keep mind me <laughs> i'm kind of a little jittery <laughs> right now <laughs> so i'm going i had work today so i have to like you know keep going uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> you're perfect you're perfect um but no my thing nice note to self stop drinking coffee during a podcast um <laughs> all right great i'm trying to think of anything else that i want to bring at so we talked about we touched on really good topics and you were telling you're telling my listeners of what you know above the stigma is coming with which is amazing but um is there anything else that you would like yeah i mean i'll keep it short realistically life's too short to not care about yourself life's too short to not take care of the one person that's always going to be there and that's you. Mm -hmm. So do yourself a favor. If you need somebody, please reach out, reach out to a friend. It doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be Justine. It doesn't have to be any of us. Like just do yourself a favor and just start the conversation with yourself. It gets really hard trying to do this by yourself and it gets very dark. And if Mm -hmm. you ever need some light and if you ever need somebody who's there, I'm here for you. Justine's here for you. There are people out there that do really care. And uh, thank you for letting me come on to this podcast. Yeah, of course. For being here. So, so guys, obviously, go and follow Above the Stigma. I'm going to have all the information in the description as well as the website and just take a look at the website. Definitely donate to this cause as well and be part of the impact. And I will be posting, I post every single Saturday around evening time. And that's all. And thanks everybody for listening.